All right, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to praise the King. Are y'all ready to praise God in this place tonight? We're going to wake you up a little bit tonight. If you took a nap and you ain't quite going yet, we're going to wake you up here in just a second. So how about you join us in praising him? They don't let us do it by ourselves up here. I'm going to praise him. Ain't no rock going to take my place. I'm going to praise the King. I'm not going to let anybody else take my blessing. I'm praising the King of kings and the Lord of lords because that's what he's called me to do. He's called you to do it. He said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It didn't say if you feel like it. It didn't say if you have enough energy. It said praise the Lord. So we're going to do that. Amen. Let's do that. You ready? Praise in the valley, praise on the mountain. I praise when I'm sure, and I praise when I'm doubting. I praise when I'm a number, praise when I'm surrounded. Cause praise is the water that my enemies drown in. I'm breathing. I've got a reason to praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. I'll praise when I feel it, and I'll praise when I don't. I'll praise cause I know you're still in control Cause my praise is a weapon It's more than a sound My praise is a shout That brings Jericho down As long as I'm breathing I've got a reason to praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. I won't be quiet, my God is a lion. How can I keep it inside? you're sovereign all praise cause you reign praise cause you rose and defeated the grave all praise cause you're faithful praise cause you're true praise cause there's nobody greater than you i'll praise cause you're sovereign i'll praise cause you reign praise cause you rose and defeated the grave i'll praise cause you're faithful i'll praise cause you're true I'll praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. No, I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How can I keep it inside? No, I won't be quiet. My God is alive. 
You're sovereign, praise cause you reign, praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. All oh, praise cause you're faithful, praise cause you're true, praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Oh, I'll praise, praise cause, cause you're sovereign, I praise cause you reign, I'll praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I'll praise cause you're faithful, I praise cause you're true. I'll praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Oh, I'll praise cause you're sovereign. I'll praise cause you reign. I'll praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I'll praise cause you're faithful. I'll praise cause you're true. I'll praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Praise the Lord, oh my soul.
poured out, we won't stop until we see it come. Hey, so let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Destiny be released today. Jesus is coming. Oh, people get ready. 
Jesus is coming. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on the cross. He didn't stay in the grave. And he's not staying in heaven forever. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on the cross. He didn't stay in the grave. And he's not staying in heaven forever. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave. And he's not staying in heaven forever. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave. And he's not staying in heaven forever. He's alive. Oh, he's alive. 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 Then hail, hail, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Hail, hail, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Jesus is coming. 
Jesus is coming. Oh, people get ready. Jesus is coming. Are you ready for his coming tonight? Oh, yeah. The King of glory is oh. coming, he's coming. If you have a situation in your life that you just don't understand you don't even understand what's going on you don't understand the way out you don't know how to win you don't know how to get over it you don't it just lost you speak to that valley be raised up and your mountain be moved oh yeah oh valley be raised up Mountain be made low, oh valley be raised up, oh mountain. Oh, let them hear you, oh valley be raised up, oh mountain be made low, oh valley be raised up, oh mountain be made low. I said, Valley be raised up. Yes, Lord. He didn't stay in the grave, and he's not staying in heaven forever. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on the cross. He didn't stay in the grave, and he's not staying in heaven forever. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on the cross. He didn't stay in the grave. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave. And he's not staying in heaven forever. He's alive. 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 You are you say you are. You do what you say you do. You are always faithful. Your promises are true. You are who you say you are. You do what you say you'll do. And you are always faithful. Your promises are true. So let the heavens open up and your spirit pour. Let the heavens open up and your spirit pour. Destiny be released. Today, let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Let the heavens.
limits open up and your spirit pour out. Destiny, be released today. Come on, sing it again. So let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Destiny, be released today. Let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Let the heavens open up and your spirit pour out. Destiny be released today. And let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of Feel the wind of your spirit 
Now the heartbeat of heaven Let us hear We feel the rain of your love We feel the wind of your spirit Now the heartbeat of heaven Let us hear We want to be in tune with you The rain of your love heartbeat Lord so break our heart for what breaks yours break our heart for what breaks yours want to see like you see want to speak like you speak want to be like you Jesus less like me want to see like you see I want to speak like you speak. I want to be like you, Jesus, and less like me. I want to see like you see. I want to speak like you speak. I want to be like you, Jesus, and less like me. We feel the rains of your love. We feel the wind of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. We feel the rain of your love, feel the wind of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Come rest on us, come rest on us. 
is like you there's no one like you and you are worthy you are worthy yeah you are worthy who is like you there's no one like you our God is a no consuming fire our God is a no consuming fire our God is a no consuming fire our God is a no Yes, you are, Lord. Our God is an all-consuming fire. Our God is an all-consuming fire. Our God is an all-consuming fire. Lay it all down on the altar. God is an all-consuming fire. Let him burn it up. Let him burn away the impurities. Lord, everything that doesn't please you, Lord, we lay it at your feet. Every dream that we have that's not in line with you, Father, burn it up. God, we want to be where you are. We want to do what you want us to do. Those desires, those dreams, those plans that we had that are not what you called us to do. Father, burn them up. Father, I want my desires to be your desires. Break our hearts with the things that break yours. Worship at your feet right now. Father, have your way in our lives, have your way in our hearts. You're wonderful. You're mighty. All-consuming God.
We sang it before. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not this little, little baby and this little weakling. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's wonderful. He's beautiful. He's glorious. And he's matchless in every way. There is no one like him above the earth, beneath the earth, or on this earth. There's nothing that can fill the void in your life except for him. your voice to him tonight. All the earth will shout your praise. 
our hearts will cry and these bones will sing Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our love. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our love. So we pour out. Our hearts will cry, and these bones, they will sing great. Are you, Lord? All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, and these bones will sing great. Are you? shout your praise our hearts will cry these bulls will sing great are you Lord all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bulls will sing Bring light 
to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you Lord you give life you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you lord it's your breath in dollars so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in dollars so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your breath in dollars so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise you only Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to come together and to that the very breath that you have put in within us that we can choose to offer worship and praise unto the one who is worthy of it all. Your word says that if if we if we wouldn't choose to praise you, you could cause the rocks to cry out and praise you. Father, ain't no rock gonna do my praising. We come in reverence and 
humbly before you, recognizing the greatness of who you are, the majesty, the glory that belongs to you. And to understand that, Lord, that God, you reached out and you came after us. You came seeking us to redeem us, to make us a people that we might show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's what your word says. And so tonight, Lord God, we lift our hearts, we lift our minds, we lift our spirits, every, we, our hands in worship and praise to the one who is worthy. You did that. We stand here tonight amazed at your mercy and your grace and your love. And I know because I know you enough and you have a purpose tonight. And so, Father, I pray as I pray so many times, let that kingdom purpose be brought forth in this place to the glory of your name. We ask in the name of your Son, who made us in right relationship, that we can call you Abba, Father. And know that we have an audience with you, the King of the universe, the creator of it all. Holy Spirit is moving in this place to administrate the Father's purpose. And so, Father, we simply say, come and have your way in our midst and we give you the praise all glory and praise in Jesus name we pray tonight amen and amen and amen why don't you just take a moment and just turn and greet someone maybe tonight that you've not had a chance to say good evening to Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So glad to see each and every one of you tonight. Glad that you're back. Are you ready for some more? Some more, Lord, more. <laughs> Whew, I'm so full already from what God has done and God has said, but there's more. It's more. So 
I just want to thank every one of you for coming out and being supportive of this time together. And we're just so thrilled to have Jason and Lillian and the family here with us. And and uh, we are honored and privileged that you would come and spend time with us. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, and uh, would you just tell them how much you appreciate them being here this weekend? Amen. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, Brother Jason, we're going to turn this over to you. The only thing that I have to say is to remind you that if you would like to support their ministry and that which that God's called them to uh, tonight, you can take your offering or envelope or whatever. If you make it out check, write it out to Life Church. Drop it in either one of the offering boxes in the back, or you can do it with the app. If you go on the app or text, there, um, the drop-down menu, it says offering, Jason Beard. It will go to them, or you can put offering and just put um, JB or, <laughs> or Jason Beard in the notes, and we will get that to them. And uh, But I'm, I'm so thrilled. You know, I started when I thought about this some months ago, started to say, well, let's just go, you know, Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning. And then uh, I, don't, I think it was my daughter said, he's here, let's go Sunday night. <laughs> and I said, yeah, let's just go Sunday night. So praise the Lord. Brother Jason, we appreciate you, brother, and we're just going to give you this opportunity to come and speak and minister whatever Holy Spirit has put on your heart. You are welcome in this place. I don't take this lightly, and I appreciate the opportunity to stand in this pulpit and preach the gospel. And I thank you for coming, for supporting and honoring and all that. But tonight, dear Jesus, we give it up for you. Father, we honor your name. We magnify the name of the Lord of hosts, the Lord the Lord strong and mighty, the El Shaddai Elohim, the Adonai Eloheinu. Father, we magnify your name and we exalt the name of the Lord our God, the Lord our banner, the Lord our righteousness, the Lord our King and our Savior, the one who cannot lie. We worship you tonight. We honor you, Lord of glory, for you are mighty, and your name is above every name, that in this place tonight, cancer bows to Jesus. In this place tonight, kidneys come alive. In this place tonight, carpal tunnel is we're done with you. In the name of Jesus, diabetes leaves in the name of Jesus. Heart palpitations are settled tonight in the name of Jesus. Chronic headaches and the sources of those headaches and sciatic nerves and all the things of the backs come into alignment in this house tonight. We magnify the Lord of glory, the Lord of hosts, whose marvelous name we adore. And God, we just set our attention upon you tonight. 
And God, I ask you that those that have been crying out to see into the realms, God, that you would open the eyes of their understanding, their spiritual eyes to be open, to see that that which is around us is greater than that which is against us, that the Lord of hosts and all that goes with him, Father, we just, I ask you right now in this place, those that have been asking you, God, to be able to see, to understand deeper. God, that eyes of understanding be open and hearing be opened. The loosening of bonds tonight, the loosening of chains and addictions and all the things that are holding us bound, both physically and spiritually. We cut off those things and cut them asunder, and we say anathema to those things. We are done with you. Father, we just ask you for the freedom of the Holy Ghost in this house, that, that those things that we have been seeking to find freedom in that tonight is our freedom from lust addictions from nicotine addictions and alcohol addictions from pornography God we just ask you in this place let the Lord of glory have his glory for the over all the chains and the fetters in the name of Jesus Father, we just say be cut off, anathema to those things. We are done with you. Let the Lord of hosts, the marvelous King of glory, have his glory by setting people free tonight from the inside out to the uttermost. Jesus, have your way. In the name of the Lord of hosts, in Jesus' name, motowarojo, mtakatifu kwabwana. Let the power of the Holy Spirit be released in this house in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We serve a marvelous God. We serve a king of kings and lord of lords. We serve the one, the great I am, and I'm telling you tonight, he cannot lie. If he says we are healed, then we are healed. If he says we are delivered, we're delivered. If he says your marriage is restored, then your marriage is restored. Are you here tonight? I don't know what you came for, but I know this. Jesus is in this place. The angels of the Lord are in this place, and I'm telling you right now, all you have to do is receive what, you're, what you've been asking for. The presence, and I don't mean presence as in, pre I mean presence as in something that you give somebody, a present. The presence of the Lord are here. The answers to the very things we've been praying for is here. Some years ago, we were having a prayer meeting in my house, and it was a bunch of men in my house, and there was a man there, and, and I had been leading worship, and, and I stood off to the side in my living room. And a man was, was, was there, and he was praying, and I looked up, and my eyes were open to see there was an angel of the Lord standing next to him. And he was holding a box, a golden box, but he couldn't see it, and he didn't know the angel was there. And I'm asking God, I said, God, what am I looking at? He said, the angel of the Lord, he, he just prayed, and the angel of the Lord is here with his answer. All he has to do is take it and receive it. I want to tell you right now, I don't know what you've been asking God for, but I want you to act like you're receiving it. Because it's not an act. It is, the, it is God. When you pray, he hears you. When he hears you, he answers you. And when he answers you, it's yes and amen. 
It doesn't matter what we've seen in the past. It doesn't matter what happened this morning or yesterday. What matters is what we believe tonight and what we receive from the throne of God right now. I'm telling you, you got to reach out and touch it. I walked over to that man, and I said, Neil, I said, the angel of the Lord is standing next to you, and he says, receive the answer to what you just asked him for. He barely got the words out of his mouth, I Reese, and he hit the floor. Almost two hours out. When he woke up, he was, I'm telling you, man, the presence of God was on that man. It was amazing. And God showed me in that moment, it's really that simple. What are you asking God to do? What are you believing for? What have you been, what have you been interceding for? What has your family been asking God to do? Then receive it. God's a good daddy. He wants you to have it. Receive it. You need healing in your body? I want you right now to start receiving it. I'm telling you, those shoulders that are locked up and you can't even get you, your arm above, I'm telling you right now, start receiving it. Start receiving in the knees, in the backs, coming into alignment. I'm telling you, heart issues. Some, somebody here and somebody right over here, there's a major kind of uh, arrhythmia of the heart type thing that happens and your heart kind of gets out of beat and out of rhythm and, 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 and you have to be careful what you're doing. I'm telling you right now, receive it from the presence of God. Not because I say it, but because the Lord is in this place. What you're trying to do physically and trying to bring things into to, to order physically is all great, but it's God that's going to touch you, and it's God that's going to cause your heart to, to beat in rhythm and to beat the way it's supposed to, the way he designed it when he formed you. I know God is in this house. He is not a man that he would lie to us. His word is true, and it is yes and amen. Tonight, when we take the opportunity to pray over the handkerchiefs and things, whatever it is you brought, we're going to lay them up here, and we're going to pray, and you're going to take it believing a point of contact because it is not witchcraft, and it is not divination, and it, the healing is not in this. The healing is in Jesus. It's merely a point of contact. Okay, for whatever's coming, for whatever you take it home and lay it on, I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, let it be done. As your faith is, so be it unto you. Did you hear what I said? It's not on me. As your faith is, so be it unto. All right, when we pray for sick people, I want you to come up here tonight when we get to that part of the service and I want you to act like you've never received prayer before in your life over whatever issue we're about to pray for. Did you hear what I just said? I don't want you to think about prophet so-and-so and apostle so-and-so that touched you and nothing happened. Let all that go. I want you to step up here tonight, and I want you to believe my night of miracle. Tonight is my night. It doesn't matter how many miracles we need. Tonight's my night of restoration. Tonight's my night of deliverance. Tonight's the night I get free from nicotine. Tonight's the night I get free from alcohol addictions and all these pornography addictions and all these sexual addictions and all these things of my mouth and not being able to control my thoughts and my mouth and all the things. Tonight is my night of freedom.
Holy Ghost, have your way. We welcome the presence of God. Y'all see that song? We sang it. We want revival now. We want your spirit poured out. We won't stop until we see it come. How many of us lied when we sang that song? Because God heard you. We won't revive. We, we've got to have revival now. Okay. Revival's not on God. Revival's on us. He's desiring to pour it out. He's desiring to pour out his spirit without measure. That's his will. That's what he desires to do, to give himself freely. Freely you have received. Freely you have to give. And I'm telling you right now, it is the will of God for reviving that which is dead. But let me tell you, I'm not dead. I don't need reviving. We want your spirit poured out. Well, obviously we do. And then it says, we will not stop until what? And how many times have we said that in our lives and we stopped short of it? How many people died and went to hell because we stopped short? How many people are in hell right now and the blood is on us because we wouldn't tell them the truth? You may die and go to hell, but it ain't going to be on me. When a watchman sees the enemy coming, what does the watchman do? Sound the alarm. Guess what you are? You're a watchman. Well, I'm not a preacher. No, that's not what I said. I didn't say you was called to be a preacher. I said you're called to be a watchman. Over your family, over that which God has given you, over that which is around you, that which you have authority over, you are called to be a watchman. Let me go ahead and tell you right here, some of us, we stopped telling people because somewhere somebody got offended because you kept being Jesus and they don't want to be around you anymore. And welcome to my life. You preach the gospel, you be the gospel, you live the gospel. It's what we do. No matter what it costs us, and I'm going to tell you right now, young people, you want to be a follower of Jesus with everything you have, it is one of the most lonely roads you will ever walk. There's not a lot of us on that road. I'm not judging anybody. I've been looking at fruit, looking at who's on the road with me. We need Jesus to set us free, and we need Jesus to do abundantly above what we can ask or think according to the power that is at work inside of us. And the next verse says, for his glory, for the glory of God. So let's understand something tonight. Every miracle, every manifestation, every salvation, anything that was done that is good came from Jesus and not from a man. I heal no one. I said, I heal no one. Jesus heals. If somebody gets healed, it's Jesus. If somebody gets saved, it's Jesus. The only part I had was obedience. The blinded eyes that we've seen even this year, the miracles, the manifestations, I'm talking people, lame people. And I got to tell you tonight, it is an amazing thing when you walk up to someone who's never walked in their life and you, and you touch them in the name of Jesus and all of a sudden bones start popping and cur uh, 
and you watch them begin to walk, it is simply amazing, but it pales in comparison to one sinner crying out, Jesus, save me. Because you can, you, can, you can be healed and still die and go to hell. Church, let's be real. You can get baptized in water and still die and go to hell. You can have the water baptism water dripping off of you and your heart not change and you can still die and go to hell. I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to be aggressive. I'm trying to tell you, though, there's got to be change in the church because what we've been doing as a whole, I don't mean this body, but as a whole, it's not working because we're losing our children. We're losing our children to Harry Potter. We're losing our children to the Lord of the Rings and all the things that go with all that. And what we don't understand is that stuff is real. It's not just some movie that was made. It's real. So when we sing words like this, God, we desire revival. God, we desire your spirit. God, whatever it takes. And when you say whatever it takes, because that's what you're saying, I'm not stopping, then you better grab a hold of that plow and don't look back. You better see it through. You better see it through. I'm telling you, God's hurt us. And I believe I'm talking to a people that are serious. I believe I'm talking to a people that are hungry for a genuine move of God. And let me tell you, you got something special going on here. Justin, I wish you could teach what just happened to so many churches. Because they don't know worship. They don't know how to put a songs in a key and string them together and never break it and go from anthem to anthem to anthem to anthem. It's just not out there very much. Keep pressing. You've got something wonderful, right? You've got musicians that can play and can sing, but what we have to do is join in with what they're doing and come to the throne of God and push it further. Because one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put... 10,000. Not to use a, a saying of our culture, but together we are stronger. We are. Because the Lord our God is with us. The Lord our God is our banner. The Lord our God is our King, our Savior, our everything. And I've got some things I've got to declare to you. Some of this is not for here, but it's got to be declared. And I believe you understand what I'm saying. It's got to go out. It's got to be spoken. But see, we've got people excited about something they don't even believe. We've programmed people how to get excited in church services when the lights hit and when the fog machines start up and all the things start happening. We've programmed people, but yet at the same time, we, we, we criticize other denominations or religion for what they do, but we're no different. We know when to stand up. We know when to sit down. We know, we know when to get. We know what to do because we do it the same way every time. And there's nothing wrong with structure. I'm all about structure. But I'm also all about the Holy Ghost and following the Holy Ghost. So I'm asking you to join in with me and let's believe for our pastors in our region to become men and women of Holy Ghost that follow the leading of the Spirit of God and not what they put down as a schedule. They can use that schedule and that what they put down, but, but be flexible in the Holy Ghost and allow the Spirit of God to touch the people. Can you agree with me? 
that we get excited about what not what we've heard but what we've seen with our eyes. Like 1 John says, I'm going to tell you about what I've seen and what I've heard, what I witnessed with my own eyes. Church, there's more testimonies in this room. We could spend all night telling the miracles that we in this room have seen. You don't need a man like me to come in and tell you about, about all these amazing things and people and, and what God has done. You don't need that. You have your own stories, but there's more to be gotten. There's more to be had. There's more stories out there. I was in my, my, my main pastor's office last year, two years ago, sitting in his office. There's a stack of notebooks. There's 11 of them now that high and I looked at him I said pastor brother Philip I said what's what are those notebooks oh those are miracles what miracles he said that have happened in all of your meetings notebooks full just lines front and back thousands and thousands most of them, I don't know them. And I got excited. Because no man can take that and try to make money off of it. And I'm going to declare those men of, that call themselves men of God that take the stories of God and try to fleece American people and Europeans and try to make money off of may their money perish with them. My God is not for sale, nor are his stories. I do not have to embellish his stories. I don't have to add to his stories. He is enough in and of himself. You don't have to help God out. He is big enough of his own. And what he does is yes and amen. We are not serving a professional religious profession. We are serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he deserves to be honored the way he is. He is sitting on the throne, and he is worthy. May all of creation May we join in with all of creation, giving glory and honor and praise and adoration to the Lamb that was slain. We talk about revival, but let me, let me tell you, as a preacher, revival is more about the prayer of the people than it is the preaching of the preacher. You want God to break out in your congregation? you got to be people of prayer. I'm telling you the way it is. If you want God, if your desire is to genuinely see souls saved week after week after week, not for the purpose of filling up chairs, but for the purpose of the kingdom of heaven, we have to have the, the heart that we don't care where they go to church as long as they're getting fed, but we want to be the one that brings them to Jesus. Because when we stand before God, I want to have something worthy to lay at his feet. But church, we live in a time when we as preachers, if we had any reward for what we have done, most of us have already used that reward up because we wanted you to tell us, good job. We wanted you to tell us, you're doing good out there. God help us. I want my reward on that day.
Jesus is worth it. Whatever the cost, whatever it costs me. And y'all, you know me. I've been here. You, you've heard my stories. I've done six 40-day fasts. No, five. Six. Six 40-day fasts from 2011 to 2016. I do not suggest doing a 40-day fast at all unless God tells you to. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you right now, do not do it. Unless God specifically speaks to you, do not do it. Do a one-day, two-day, three-day, ten-day, 21-day, and start eating again. You do not step into that unless God tells you to specifically. Okay? But I fasted so much in that time period that it affected my body. I'm still dealing with some of the effects of that. But I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. I'm not asking you to do 40-day fast. I'm asking you to give up a day. Give up a day. Well, brother, you know, I just, I'll give up my Dr. Pepper. Don't give up anything if that's all you're going to give up. Well, you got to start, so no, let's follow Jesus. Let's follow Jesus. How about let's get us some water. Well, I got to eat. Well, look, if you are diabetic or something, you do and you push till you can't and then you start eating. Okay? Do what you can do. But we live in a time where come, we're coming up on January 1 and we're going to have churches go into three-week Daniel fasts. And what the preacher's telling them is just fast something. Fast TV, fast Internet, fast something. And I'm telling you right now, you're not doing much. If you're not willing to give it all for Jesus, then don't give anything. If you're not all in on Jesus, stay at home. Church, I would rather worship with three people who are hungry for the presence of God than 10,000 that don't know what we're there for. And I believe we've got a church full of people in here that are hungry for presence, that are hungry for a move of God, that are saying, Jesus, whatever it takes, I'm all in. Because I'm all in. Whatever it takes, we sang the song, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm telling you, do not sing that song unless you're serious. Because souls hang in the balance. They're hanging in the balance. And they need somebody to tell them the truth. Well, if we can get them to the church. Look, I appreciate that. But the biblical model is for you to go tell them. Bring them to Jesus. Disciple them. He's there to help you, not to do your job. Somewhere, though, we decided it's the pastor's job to disciple everybody. If you're going to bring somebody to Jesus, guess what, mama? You the mama now. You don't get to just bring them and pawn them off. 
No, 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 no. Don't give them his number to call at 2 a.m. when they're struggling now and they need and they're tweaking and they need to put a needle back in their arm. No, they're gonna call you. And he's gonna keep sleeping. I saw a church the other day. Whoever led them to Jesus got to baptize them. And then they were theirs, and they had to follow that person as they followed Christ. Well, if I'm following you, what am I doing? Did you hear what I just asked you? If I'm following you, what are, what are we doing? Follow me as I follow Christ. Okay, what are we doing? Oh, we going to church? Okay, great. Okay. We're going to pray a little bit? Okay, I'm okay. What else are we doing? Are we going to go through the Dollar General line and, oh, Jesus loves you. Woo, I witnessed today, man. Woo, hallelujah. I, I told somebody Jesus loved them. Good for you. Church, people are dying and going to hell, and guess what? Somewhere out there, there's a mama, there's a grandma praying over that person, and God put you in front of them with what they needed, and you kept your mouth shut. Look, let's be real. How many of us in this house have family members, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, dying and going to hell? You're not judging them, but you're looking at their fruit. If they, if they die tonight, they're in trouble. God, if they won't listen to us, send somebody they would listen to. I found out a long time ago, not everybody's going to listen to me as a preacher, and I'm, I'm okay with that. That doesn't hurt my feelings one bit. I know I'm aggressive. I know I'm loud. I know a lot of things about me, and, and, and it's okay. I'm good with that, but I'm going to continue to be me because somebody will show up. I may not get invited back, but you... I can't tell you the one and dones I've been in. You probably know what I'm talking about, though. As a man who traveled and preached, you know what I'm talking about. May Jesus be glorified in what you do. I know I'm anointed, but you got to know you're anointed. Well, you know, I, I, I'm still struggling. In, okay, listen to me. Either God lives in you or he don't. If he lives in you, then he is the anointed one, and the anointed one abides in you. If God was looking for perfect people to use, he wouldn't use anybody. That means you. That means you. Open your mouth and declare what Jesus is saying now. May the fire of God well up inside of you. May the anointing of the Holy Ghost and signs and wonders well up inside of you, that wellspring of life, that joy, that, that glory of God, that anointing, that which is, I feel it right now, that which is in this place well up inside of you. And you would ask me, Brother Jason, pray for me. I, I want that. I can't give it to you. But I can tell you where to go to get it. You got to go to the throne of God and you got to lay at his feet. And you got to have an encounter with God. 
You got to get in that desert place. So many of us in this room, if I asked you if you felt like you were in a desert, a lot of us would have ripped our hands up. But let me tell you where God is. He's in the desert. You go look at the men of God who came out of the desert, and we're whining because we're in the desert. I'm telling you right now, if you'll fall on your face in that desert and humble yourself, you'll come out of that desert full of the power of the Holy Ghost. Because see, Luke chapter 4, Jesus went into the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost, but a few verses later, he came out of the wilderness full of the power. I'm telling you, in this place, we got Holy Ghost, but where's the power? It's in the wilderness. You got to stay there until you get a hold of the feet of Jesus. You go in your prayer room and you don't come out. You set aside a weekend, men. You set aside time and you go into your prayer room and you lay on your feet, uh, on your face, and you weep before God and you don't come out until it's time to go to work on Monday. Your family needs you to get along with God. The only one that said yes were women that I heard. And you get along with the presence of God. You play there. And all of a sudden, the glory of God comes in the room. And it's just you and Jesus. And I don't know about all these other people and their stories. But I know this. When the presence of God manifests like that and comes into the room, there's no talking, there's no anything. There's only lay as low as you can get because holy's in the room. And he's standing right there. And my face is turned that way because I'm scared. If I even glance at him, I'm going to die because he's holy. Everything about my king is holy. Even the angels of God around the throne, those four and 20 elders, even the four living creatures, what are they declaring? What are they crying day and night? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They lay their crowns at his feet. And the way I read it, they get back up, they sit back in there, and they look at him again. And they see something they've never seen before. And they all they can do in response is, holy, holy, holy. And it's all they've ever done. We have all these preconceived notions and ideas of what we're going to do. You don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to tell you what we're probably going to do is when you behold him, you're going to fall flat on your face and give glory and homage to the king of glory. Well, I'm going to go talk to Paul and Peter, and I'm going to find out who wrote the book of Hebrews. And I'm going to, no, you're not. Listen to me. I don't care who wrote the book of Hebrews. Paul wrote it, but I don't care. No, no. I don't know who wrote it, and I don't care. What I care is the Holy Ghost wrote it because the Holy Spirit moved on a holy man who wrote the holy book of Hebrews that is in the Holy Bible because everything about my God is holy. Doesn't matter to me. What matters is Jesus is king. 
What matters to me is he's holy. And I'm telling you, you're laying on your face before God. And the feet of Jesus are in the room with you. And all you can do is weep and wish you could go lower in that concrete. Are you in your prayer room one night and you're just weeping before God and praying and all of a sudden one of the four living creatures is in the room with you. I can see the ox. He, I can see his, I, he's there with me. Wherever I am, I, I'm in my prayer room, but I'm wherever this, this thing is. And I'm beholding him and all the eyes and all the things and exactly the way it's described. And I'm there and I'm in presence of God and all you can feel is holy around you. And I'm scared to look that direction because he's looking that direction and I know what's over here and I do not want to behold that. Are y'all hearing me? I can't answer for all these people and their stories and their encounters. I'm telling you this, every encounter I've had, I don't want to behold him in that manner because he is holy. And I'm looking into the eyes of this living creature, this ox, and he's looking into the throne of God, and I'm looking into his eyes, and the only thing I can see in his eyes is holiness. Because that is what he beholds is holy. Are y'all hearing me tonight? The God we serve is an amazing God, but he's holy. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, we welcome you. Be careful what you listen to. For when a heart of rebellion is in a preacher of the gospel, there can only be confusion coming out of his mouth. Be careful what you follow. For when rebellion is in the heart of a preacher, there's only confusion following him. Be careful. I'm telling you right now, some of us, a trap is laid upon us. Things are plotting on you right now, and it looks right, it smells right, but you better follow the leading of the Holy Ghost thing. Same thing I said the other night, because it's imminent upon us. And you are responsible for what you do. When Eve doubted what God had said and what her husband had said, she fell into sin. You've got to know the yes and amen of the presence of God. You've got to know the word of God that this is the yes and amen of heaven, that not one word in here is invalid, that every word from God, not one word has ever failed. Not one thing that's come out of his mouth has ever failed. So you've got to know this is the way to walk. And I know I'm in the will of God. This is the will of God. And you stay there. But it's hot, man, but it's fire. Yeah, tell that to the three Hebrew children. 
Where was the presence? Where was the fourth man? In the fire. You just don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand the things that, that I've been in my family. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Stop. Is God with you? Then stop sinning by complaining. Let the majesty of his glory invade upon us. John chapter 4. I'm not going to read all these. I'm just going to do one verse. We know these verses. John chapter 4 is where the woman at the well. She comes to draw water. She encounters Jesus. And Jesus says, would you give me some water? She says, they go back and forth. Oh, you've been married five times and the man you're with is not even your husband. Oh, you must be a prophet. All these things happen. And then she leaves. I want you to look at verse 39. John 4, 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. See that verse? That's you. That's your story right there. I was once on my way to hell, but God in his mercy, he reached down and he saved me. I was once on my way to hell, but God had mercy on me, and I cried out, Jesus, save me. See, for me, it was around the age of five. I cried out, Jesus, save me. And some people in our culture will tell you that kids that age, they don't know what they're doing. I knew what I was doing, and I knew I needed Jesus to save me. About two weeks later, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and I've never looked back. Young people, listen to me. You do not have to go through that American rebellion. You don't have to go that route. You can keep it pure before God. You can keep yourself holy before God, and you can keep yourself in the will of God. It is possible. You don't have to go the way of the world. You don't have to sow that, those wild oats. Those of us that sowed those wild oats, how's it feel now? Reaping those wild wheat back on you. It's not so fun anymore, is it? Young people, I'm telling you, there's a better way. His name is Jesus. The woman at the well, she went and she told everybody she ran into. Well, it says the men, because that's who she knew. She was in a lifestyle of sin, and the men knew her. Men she'd been in relation with. Y'all understanding me? She told them all about Jesus. And if you keep reading, they then came to Jesus. Jesus stayed for a couple more days. And then they said, we believe now because we have seen it and discussed it for ourselves, not just on your word. But you know where it started? On what she said. You know what's going to draw people to Jesus? What you go out and tell them. You go tell them your story. You go tell them your testimony. You go tell them the workings of God that he's done in your life. Well, I don't have anything. Then you go get you a story and you tell people about how God delivered you. 
of how I was bound in sin. I was bound to, to, to all these, to, to these things of nicotine and, and drugs and alcohol and, and perversions and, and, and things of music and things of movies and all these things were in me and oh, how I loved to watch all those horror movies and it was just what I desired. But when I came to Jesus, he took away that desire and he took that old stony heart out and he gave me a heart of flesh. He gave me a heart of compassion toward people when kindness toward people he changed me on the inside out and now I'm a new creation old things have passed away and behold all things have become new that is your story that is your testimony some of you have a story like me some of you have a story like tiger but we have the same story we were both on our way to hell. He just made longer, different choices. I gave in early because I had it around me and the influence around me and people praying around me and it drew me in and I watched men of God give their lives for the gospel and then I watched missionaries and, and pastors die. I watched their stories. I've seen all these things. I watched where my even my own brother-in-law was on, on the television where he'd been beaten in Guatemala. I've watched all these things and I was affected by these things and it formed me on the inside and I stepped out into faith and I began to follow Jesus I got married and we began to follow Jesus together and we're going and we're growing and we're going and we're growing and here we are today Tiger's story is different but he still got a testimony of how God delivered him from doom 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 how God restored him, how God brought him and gave him a family and everything he had destroyed on his own, how God in his mercy gave him something new, right or wrong. What is your testimony? What is your story? The world needs to hear it. We need you on the field of battle. I need to pass you in the airport. Because they're dying and going to hell. You better get on your face and get you a story and get you a testimony and get you a word. Do not stand in a pulpit and preach something that you don't live. Do not preach something that you warmed up that somebody else preached. You get on your face and you cry out and say, God, give me a word. And then it becomes like a fire shut up in your bones and you can't contain it. And it just becomes, it eats you up where all you can do is open your mouth and testify about the goodness of God. When you're in a restaurant and all of a sudden you just stand up and say, hey, everybody, I know you didn't pray over your food, but I'm about to pray over your food right now. Well, you're crazy. No, I'm not. When you look into the eyes of holy, you're going to know something. A.W. Tozer, he used to tell Leonard Ravenhill, he said, Lynn, it's not the things I did that concerned me. It's what I didn't do. The woman at the well went and told what Jesus had done. 
Don't hide behind your money. Don't hide behind your degrees. Don't hide behind your family. Don't hide behind whatever your name is and your parents, your grandparents. I don't care who your grandparents are. I don't care what they did. I don't care who your uncle is. I got an uncle that travels all over the world. Man, they've seen supposedly over 500 dead raisins in their ministry. That's all great and fine, but it doesn't help me one bit. I'm not him. I'm me. When mama's standing in front of me with her baby that's dying, it don't help me that my uncle could, could, could touch this kid. He ain't here. I'm here. I'm fixing to get this story because I'm in obedience to God and I'm standing right here in the name of Jesus. Let's give some glory to God. Come on, kid, be healed. Let the Father be glorified on this earth right here, right now. Well, why was he born blind, Jesus? Was it because of his sin, his parents' sin? No, it was so the Father could be glorified. I still believe it's not the will of God to be sick, but this much I do know, if you are sick, let's see the will of God and let's see the glory of God. Are you in this room? I need you to take you some faith right now. I need you to step into faith that tonight's our night. Right now, this is our day of deliverance. I don't care what it is you're believing God for. I don't care. I will agree with you if it's according to the will of God, and we will see God do something amazing. You need a job? Okay, let's, let's believe. Is anything too hard for my God? Has, has, have you ever seen one word from God fail? Is anything too hard? Do you know anything he can't do? Well, can he make a rock he can't move? That's the number one comeback on the streets. If you ever witnessed anybody, you're going to hear that one. Man, God can do, oh, he can do anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can he make a rock he can't pick up? It's at that point you know you're wasting your time. Move on. Move on. They don't want to hear it. Move on to somebody that does. Go find some ground and pour some seed into it. Pour some water into it, and let's watch the increase of heaven. I'm going to challenge you right now before we pray. Church, I'm challenging you. Where are we? November? Almost? What is it? Wednesday, November the 1st? So you got two months in two days. Are you ready? That's roughly eight weeks. Roughly. You ready? Can you lead one person to Jesus in eight weeks? I'm just asking for one. I'm just asking for one. Can you go witness to somebody? Can you go plant some seeds? Can you find somebody else and water some seeds that somebody else planted? Can you be there in the will of God and, and lead somebody to Jesus in the increase of what somebody else has already worked? Because everybody you're going to lead to Jesus, somebody has been praying, somebody's already said something, somebody's already worked. It wasn't you. It's Jesus. You just happen to be reaping what somebody else has already worked. 
I'm asking, even if you don't lead them, I'm asking you, go find somebody and pour into them. You people that like to cook, take one night a week and build a, a whole meal for a family that's not in church and go give it to them. Go, go cook, cook a pork loin. Go, go make some jambalaya and put the bread with it and the salad and the salad dressing and go to a family and bring it to them one night. You hearing me? Men, you that work and know how to do construction, get together. We've got more people in this room that can fix widow houses where their floors rotted out around their toilet, where they need a ramp to go up in their wheelchair. Do you know what a difference we can make in this room? Well, Jesus, draw them in. Jesus says, go out. Jesus, draw them in. Jesus said, go out. Men, are y'all hearing me? Ladies, do you know how many ladies are out there, widow women, that need fellowship? And I don't mean uh, gossip. I mean a friend and clean their house and wash their dishes for them. I'm sure he has his stories just like me of the houses you go into, widow ladies or whatever, when the dishes are piled up and they go to make you a cup of coffee that's yesterday's coffee and they heat it up in the microwave and the cat jumped off of the, the, uh, the countertop licking the cookies you about to eat. That's good stuff right there. That's tough. And she takes a... <laughs> takes a cup that's been drunk out of, I don't know how many times, just kind of washes it out with her finger. Does that to it. Pours that old microwave coffee into it. Say, here, brother. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, kill all of them. God, kill all of them. Mm, thank you for this, 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 uh, Fruitcake that's about 12 years old. God help me get this down. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's stories. I've got a I've got a grandma that's 80 something, 83. I go see her every week. I walk in the door. I know you don't like coffee, but get you a cup. Yes, ma'am. I can't stand coffee. But I drink it because that's what people offer you. But let me tell you about a friend of mine as I get ready to, to pray. I've got a friend of mine every Tuesday I go see him. If I'm in the country, about 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm in his house. He's got ALS. Y'all know what that is? Lou Gehrig's disease. I've been going to his house now for over 17 years every week. He can't talk to me. He cannot communicate with me except through a little computer that reads his eyeball. He's got a computer that reads his eye like a mouse, and he clicks on a saying, how are you doing, or suck out my trach, or move my right hand. That's how he communicates. His name's Michael. He was a fireman. He's got his master's degree and... In forestry stuff, he was a uh, wildlife and fisheries guy. And then he went into firefighting. Big old dude. I didn't know him. In February, it'll be 18 years 
Somebody invited me to go pray for this man. He had had ALS for about four or five years. I walked into his house, and this little four-year-old girl met me. Her name's Michaela. I greeted her. I went and I prayed over her daddy in Jesus' name. I went to leave, and that little girl met me at the door with a quarter and a penny and said, thank you for coming to pray for my daddy. Ripped a hole in me, y'all. I went back the next week. She came back with another penny. Thank you for coming to pray for my daddy. And now here I am almost 18 years later. He is not out of the bed, but it doesn't change the word of God. He's had ALS now for 20, 23 years roughly. He has way outlived anything. We deer hunt together. Every Tuesday, I go check his deer feeder and check his camera. I plant his stuff. I put his corn out. I get his license, and we go. They drive him in a van, and he lays, he sits in that van looking down that pipeline at that deer feeder. I get me a chair, and I sit out right outside of, his, outside of his door, and we sit there and talk back and forth watching deer come and go. We've never shot anything, never killed anything, but we go hunting together. Because I believe that's what Jesus would have done. Jesus would have got him up, but you know what I'm saying. Jesus was a friend to those that doesn't have a friend. And he and I, we talk every, almost every week, not every week, but almost every week about what God's going to do through him when he gets out of that bed. I don't understand. It's not a lack of faith because I come back from country. Man, everybody you touch is healed. Man, it's just crazy miracles and stories just absolutely nuts of the, the miracles. And you come back home, and there's your friend laying there. Same person, same faith, and he's not out of the bed. I don't understand. I don't have anything in my theology that accounts for that. But here we are. Okay? I'm trying to help you. Because you've prayed for people and nothing happened. You did and nothing happened. Some of them, they died. Got a friend of mine sitting over here named Tony. One of our, one of our best friends, name was Keith. Keith traveled with me everywhere I went. He'd been into Pakistan with me. He had been into Africa with me umpteen times, into Nicaragua and Costa Rica. And, and, and Keith came to a prayer meeting on a Tuesday. I believe he was 48 years old. He came to a prayer meeting on Tuesday, Friday. His brother and I in the sheriff department kicked his door in to find him passed away in his bed. He'd had a heart attack, they said, from a hardening of the arteries or something, and he had passed away right there in his bed. My Bible says God raises the dead. I believe that. The sheriff department's standing there looking at him, checking him. He's, he's passed away. And I took a step because I'm fixing to get this brother up out of this bed because I believe God raises the dead. And this is my friend. And this is God. And God spoke to me. Do not touch him. Your word says I took a step. I said don't touch him. I went into another room. I grabbed a comforter. I put it over him. 
It doesn't change the Bible. It doesn't change that God raises the dead. Do you hear me? doesn't change the word of God. My experience doesn't change what God said. But you've got to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Ghost. You're in this room right now. And you're a young person. And when I say young person, I'm talking under the age of 25. Not this room, this row. Under the age of 25, you're in this room, and you feel the call of God in some way to be in ministry, to do something, go travel, it doesn't matter, missions, it doesn't matter, local, it doesn't matter what it is, in, in some form of, of ministry, of music, I don't care. Whatever you feel, you feel a calling of God on your life in ministry and in doing the gospel and speaking the gospel and living the gospel and going, I want you to come stand right here beside me right now. Under the age of 25, I want you to come stand right here with me. Y'all just stand right there. You're in this room. You got a point of contact you want us to pray over tonight? Just come lay them right here. You're not going to bother anything. Just get up where you're at and come lay them right there. And we're going to pray in a moment that Jesus will do whatever you're needing him to do. That cancer is going to bow to the name of Jesus. Blinded eyes are going to open to the name of Jesus. Look, I want to tell you a story. I, I may have told this last time I was here. It's one of my favorite stories. There was a young boy about the age of 15. He'd come to the meeting, and, he, and it came time to, to do this right here, and he brought up a cell phone. I want y'all to hear me. He brought a cell phone, and he believed, he said, if you will pray over that cell phone, my blind seven-year-old sister is going to get healed. Did y'all hear what I just said? She's blind. She's on the other side of the country. I didn't know what we were praying for because when we do this over there, it is just a massive pile of stuff. It's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things. And you just pray in Jesus' name, God, do what you do. God, heal the sick. Do whatever needs to be done in Jesus' name. That's it. And they get their stuff and they go home. And all of a sudden, hundreds and hundreds of stories start coming. Well, this young man, he, he said to himself, if they will pray over my cell phone, I'm going to call back home and my blind sister, seven-year-old sister, is going to get healed. We prayed. He took that phone. He immediately walked out the side door. He called Mama. Mama was screaming. She can see. She can see. She can see. Before he ever had a chance, God was healing her off of the faith of this young kid while we were still praying over here. Are y'all hearing me? Because we expect an answer. We're not just going to beat in the wind aimlessly. We're expecting God to do something. Okay, y'all are up here. I need you to get you some faith, okay? We're fixing to call people up here that are sick, and we're going to touch them, okay? Because we ain't been taught that God can't use us. Hear me? Do you believe that your hands are going to touch people and their eyes are going to open? That deaf ears are going to open? That lame people are going to walk? Do you believe that God's going to use you? Then it's going to start right now. I need my, my, my children and my wife. Y'all come stand over here. Okay. Now when they come up here, 
Young ladies, I want you to go with my wife. Young men, you're going to go with me and my boys. And we're going to pray for the men. And y'all going to pray for the ladies. Okay? And what you're going to do, I'm going to tell you, I'm teaching you how to do this. You can either touch them on the hand like this and believe, or you can even touch them on the side of the head. That's it. And this is what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, be made In the moment your hand touches them, you're going to believe it is done. Because according to the word of God, it is. Jesus said, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. Okay, guys, come over here. Ladies, stay over there. All right, young ladies, would you go on that side with my wife and daughter? Young men, stay over here with them. Incurable diseases. That's what doctors call them. Jesus says you're made whole. All right, y'all turn around and suit back a little bit. Let's give them room. Does anybody need prayer in this place? Ladies, I want you to kind of line up on this side. Men, I want you to line up on this side to make it easy for us. Okay? It's not about who touches you. It's about heaven touching you. But in order to, to, to show and to train, we got to let these touch you. Because heaven is about to touch you through them. If you came here looking for a man to touch you, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't heal people. Jesus does. Jesus will use us if we're available. Anybody else need prayer? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is king. Okay, ladies, you're going to believe as soon as your hand touches them, it is done. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of sickness, every disease, and every spirit of infirmity has to bow to the name of Jesus. Okay? What you're going to do is you're going to walk up to these people and you're going to lay your hand on the side of their head or grab them by the hand. I don't care. And you're going to believe that in Jesus' name, whatever they're needing, whatever they're believing for, it is done. Are you with me? Guys, are you with me? Come on forward. Come on, ladies. In Jesus' name. Father, we believe right now. Come here, Tiger. We believe that in the name of Jesus, sicknesses give way to the name of the Lord of glory. That in this place right now, every spirit of sickness, every disease, every spirit of infirmity, you bow to the name of Jesus. You leave us now and do not return. The Lord of glory has his glory in this place right now. Be made whole. In the name of Jesus, we declare the life of God, the living word of life. In the name of the Lord of hosts, marvelous is his name. In Jesus' name, be made whole. In Jesus' name, life of God, life of God. 
life of God. Father, we declare in Jesus' name that through every young person here, we believe in signs and wonders and miracles. We believe that you're going to use them for the kingdom of God, that even tonight, God, signs and wonders be released in them, miracles through their hands, God, declarations through their mouths by the word of God. Let it be done. Raise up a generation who are not afraid, God. Raise up a generation with the fire of God burning in their bellies and the word of the Lord in their mouths. Apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. Father, we ask you right now, in this place, these young people right here, dedicated for the purposes of God. It doesn't matter their past. doesn't matter where they've been through. What matters is Jesus is their Lord. Jesus is their source. And Jesus is going to use them. Spirit of the living God, let your fire burn in our hearts. Father, in this place, every one that came down for prayer, be made whole. In the name of Jesus. 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 When you walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble. Have the light that you bring. When you walk into the room, Every heart starts burning. Nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you. And worship you. And worship you. My Lord. When you walk into the room, Sickness starts to vanish. Every hopeless situation ceases to exist. When you walk into the room, all the dead begin to rise. Oh, there's a resurrection light. And all you do, we love you. You never stop. We can't live without you, Jesus. We love you. We can't get enough, and all this is for you, Jesus. When you walk into the room, sickness starts to vanish. Every hopeless situation ceases to exist. Because when you walk into the room, all the dead began to rise. Because there is resurrection life and all you do. We'll never stop. We can't live without you, Jesus. We love you. 
We can't get enough. All this is for you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, my Lord. Because when you walk into the room, everything changes. This starts to tremble at the light that you bring. And when you walk into the room, and every heart starts burning, and nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you. Oh, we worship you. We can't live without you, Jesus. We love you. We can't get enough. And all this is for you, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh I love you, Lord. Consume God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Come and consume God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Come and consume God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. So come and consume God, all we are. Give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Oh, we want you. Come and consume God, all we are. Give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Oh, we want you. So come and consume God, all we are. Give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Oh, we want you. We can't live without you, Jesus. We love you, and we'll never stop. We can't live without you, Jesus. And we love you. We can't get enough. Oh. This is for you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you, Lord. 
right, young ladies, when the guys get through praying, we're going to pray over the handkerchiefs here, okay? All I want you to do is I want you to touch, and I want you to believe God. If you're praying with people, just keep praying. But the rest of us, when the guys get done, we're going to walk up here, and you're going to touch these handkerchiefs and pins, whatever's up there, and you're just going to believe that God's going to take these points of contact, and they're going to lay them on sick people. They're going to lay them on demon possession. Things are going to happen. Men are going to get set free from alcohol. Husbands are going to get born again. All the things or whatever they're believing for. We're just going to agree with them that in the name of Jesus, it is done. King of glory, who compares to you? All right, young ladies. You are worthy of my offering. Every ounce of worship I will pour at your feet. King of glory, who compares to you? You are worthy of my offering And every ounce of worship I will pour At your feet You alone deserve my worship You alone deserve my praise you alone deserve my worship and you alone deserve my praise because you alone deserve my worship you It all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. It all belongs to you, Jesus. It all belongs to you. 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 Cause you alone deserve my worship. You alone deserve my praise. You alone deserve my worship. You alone deserve my praise. You alone deserve my worship. Oh, you alone deserve my praise. You alone deserve my worship. 
You alone deserve my praise. King of glory, who compares to you? You are worthy of my offering. And every ounce of worship I will pour at your feet, O King of Glory. Because King of Glory, who compares to you? You are worthy of my offering. And every ounce of worship I will pour at your feet. Cause you alone deserve my words. Oh, you alone deserve my praise. just tell you how good God is. <laughs> this morning, before Brother Jason got up to minister this morning, I had the thought, I said, I, I want to talk to him and I want him to call our young people up. <laughs> 
they slipped my mind. So when you, you went and called them all up, I said, oh, God. That was, and I said, I wanted them to pray over them kids. I said, he took it a step, three steps beyond that, man. I said, I would have missed God because God had a better idea, a better plan. And I'm telling you, the, 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 the scripture come to mind where Paul's writing, he said, what is our joy? He said, but you are our joy, our crown, our joy. And as I saw, saw those young people laying hands on people, man, I was listening to some of them, man, they were going after, they were, they were praying. I mean, they were, they were grabbing hold of the altar, man. And I was just smiling and I'm bumping my wife and I'm like, look, look, you know. I didn't even I didn't even get to ask you, bro, but I I was gonna ask you to because the first of the year God put that on my heart and I called I called up 20 and under. I had some 22 year olds upset because I wouldn't let them come. So you did 25. You did better than did better than me in that. I appreciate that so much. Young people, that, that's not a one-off. That's not a one-off thing. That's your, that's your first lesson. That's your first actual hands-on, literally hands-on. This is, this is what it's all about. This, this is what it is to, to live for Christ. Bible says, for me to live is Christ. You are the representatives of Christ. And I know this, that when I was a youth pastor, and that was a long, long time ago, but I took the promise that was in the, in the, in the Bible. It says, in the last days, I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And I believe that God will use you to win scores of not only your peers, but moms and dads, and grandmas, grandpas, in-laws, outlaws, all of them. You'll get their heart and they'll see Jesus. So I challenge you, don't, don't stop here. Don't let, don't let this be a story from a long time ago. I remember the time when Brother Jason came and we prayed with people. No, 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 no. You've now stepped into, stepped into it. You keep on going. You keep on going. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been glad you came this weekend? We give glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you. God, you've just pulled back the veil just a little bit in the last few days. And you've spoken to our hearts and you've poured into our lives. For some, you've reignited the flame and others, you've re-energized them, Lord. Renewed their hearts and their passion for you. You're such a good father. There's just... There's no words in our vocabulary to say how much we are grateful. But we love you. 
And Father, I pray for this family. Those of you right here, lay hands on this family right here. Come on. Lay hands on them right now. Look, they've come in here and they poured out. And that's our turn now to lay hands. Look, they're family. Church, they're family. And we're praying for family. And they're getting ready to leave and go back out where God's leading them. But they're family. Father, we thank you for your hand of protection upon them. We thank you, Father, for favor. The favor of God that rests upon them is going to increase doors and opportunities. People are going to come into their lives that are going to open even greater opportunities for the gospel. Because God, that's what you've called them to do, to minister and to preach Jesus to the nations. Father, we thank you for provision heavenly provision towards them because God their purpose is to live and preach the gospel to take it to the nations and so we thank you Lord that when they leave here we're sending them out Lord we're 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 our hearts are tied to them there's a special bond with them but father we believe that great doors of opportunities are about to open beyond anything they've ever experienced even up to this day. And it'll be done for your glory, not for their namesake, not for their reputation, but for the glory of Jesus and his kingdom purposes. We thank you, Lord. And now, Father, I bless these people as the under-shepherd of this flock. I thank you for each and every one of them. And I pray special blessing upon them. Father, they, they made the time. They, they, they came after you, they're, and they're still going. They're going, Lord. They're going after you. I pray a special blessing upon them. I pray they walk out of this place filled to overflowing, but hungry for even more. I pray for those that are needing open doors of opportunities. God, open those doors. In the mighty name of Jesus, now let them go in peace. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you so much. If you brought stuff to the front that they prayed over, don't forget to get it. (laughs) 